I love love, and I'm not going to apologize for that. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Luke Baker. I didn't think he'd make it that far. Today, (laughs) we're talking Marvels and Humans. Also, Fox and Marvel are playing a little friendly. Legends of Tomorrow is moving days and more. Whoa. Moving so, all, right. uh, oh, moving all you regular listeners might uh, hear that we don't have Mike on the podcast tonight. He is out in, I think, Italy or somewhere oh, like wow. that. So, Maybe. where the rivers are full of pee. Ooh. And uh, I guess the rivers are streets, too. So, whatever. But we have my friend Luke Baker. Luke, welcome to the Hi. show. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, so, Luke also is from California right now. He We went to school together. I did film school, and you're out in L.A., is that correct? I, I am located in Los Angeles, Culver City to be specific, which in the weird sort of hodgepodge of Los Angeles is somewhat considered Los Angeles, but also its own thing. You see, it all goes back to when this country was not so much unified, and it was a Spanish territory <laughs> full of several small towns that were linked up together by a stupid road system that sometimes leads you into other cars. So, I guess my point is, I have no point. You don't have a point. I Um, never have a point. Don't quote us on that history lesson there. We can't say that's for true. That's that's from my roommate in the kitchen, so I can... I can back that up with a few steps to well, the right. My, my, my assumption was since it's Culver City, that is the home of the restaurant chain Culver's, and it was originated I, I there. I don't think so, but I, I really don't know. Well, I assume uh, that, that followed a man more than a place, but... Well, agree to know, disagree. It's not, it's not ours to, uh, to question the will of the Culver's and their, their butter burgers, but... Their cheese curds can... is what, 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 what what's to die for. That's for sure. What you, what what you will find in Culver City, historic Culver City, is one Sony Picture Studios, which shoots a lot of network sitcoms that have large posters outside of them. That I have I haven't seen any of them, but I, I can tell you this: uh, there's one thing I'm certain of, and it's that Kevin can wait. So, no. Oh, also, wow. they have the uh, they have the Kirk Douglas Historic Theater, who is a man who I am constantly surprised is still alive. It's every time you tell me, I, I'm still shocked. He's quite old and he still is, great. He, he's he's the superior old. Douglas. He's, <laughs> he's, he's he's terrific, but you know that's not that's not mine to judge. There's only one in Ant Man, and it's not Kirk because he's 104. But you know, <laughs> he could be. We would just never. We'd never know. Yeah, they, they can use the face changing technology that they used on, uh, on 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 old Michael and make him look like a person again, which <laughs> yeah. so many so many surgeons have failed. To do that's, but that's going to take a lot of CGI money to do that. Yeah, Ant Man's just going to hang out for this. It's going to be like Walking Dead season two, where you just all the money's going to be going into Kirk Douglas's face. Well, I, I I think they're just doing Weekend at Bernie's on him still. Like he's he's dead. Possibly. They just yeah. they're just puppeting him. Yeah, that's very possible. You know, you can, you don't know who to trust out here. It's it's a dog eat dog world where I'm pretty sure I've been in at least two meetings where. I'm not sure if they were alive. I, I, yeah. I, they were constantly surrounded by two people on either side of them, and they were just very handsy. You know? Well, I mean, you were probably at a funeral, but who am I to judge? Uh, well, <laughs> what are you, you know, what are you, it's a Saturday night, you're looking for kicks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never uh, know where you're going to end up. Funeral crasher, that's for sure. That's what it's, I would call Luke Baker. I don't know if it's, it's not so much a crashing as it is a an implosion, huh, but... Well. So you're in Culver City. You're near Sony Pictures, uh, one of the studios out there. What what do you do, Luke? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what? What do I? What, what do I do? As little what? as possible, if I try. Um, I uh, <laughs> I 
at the moment I'm a freelancer. I edit for different projects that pay me, and I, I also write on occasion. I'm working on a project with someone right now that I've signed some documents that I can't go into details about. It's nothing huge, guys, but, you know, it's nice to get work where you can get it. But, you know, it's, so, I'm, I'm, I'm up and coming. I'm up and coming. Let's call it that. that. That's right. Uh, Luke and I went to Purdue together, and we, we, we did some film projects. Um, oh, yeah. We, we've we got some awards under our belts as well. We, yeah, all those, so I'm, Everyone I tell is just so impressed by my Purdue awards. Yeah. Um, is that sarcasm? Because I'm at least proud of them. I, you know what? It's never sarcasm. I don't even know the word. Explain yeah. to me. In, yep, th- in this is dictionary yep. terms. I I'm wrong, but I remember Luke is one of the. I guess if I was to say Luke reads comic books, and if you guys want to know comic books that aren't your mainstream series, yeah. I Luke Luke would know some of those. I feel like you're setting so, me up to fail here. You know, I I, I've, I am. I've said I I've, I've I've read everything and nothing, depending on who's asking me. So you know. <laughs> There's always there's always somebody who's gonna who's gonna point you right in the chest and be like, "What do you know?" And I'd be like, "I don't know anything, buddy." Yeah. How did you get in here? First of all. Yeah. No. If you have any questions on, yeah, like I said, I think non non mainstream stuff. Luke would be a guy. I know you read. I gave you uh, was it Hellraiser. All those. Uh, Hellblazer. 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 Uh, all of John Constantine, which is uh. 300 issues, 25-year long run. He's, mm-hmm. he's still going, but he's back in the DC fold. He had a, a Vertigo run for 1987 to 2012, I believe the exact dates are. And It's a wild ride, gang, if yeah. you feel like reading 300 issues of one guy, which I'm sure a lot of people have. This is a comic book podcast, and Batman's almost as old as Kirk Douglas, so, you know, <laughs> that's... Um, that's very possible, but that's, yeah, it's an I, idea. I was a big Vertigo guy. Vertigo's fun. I like a lot of um, independent stuff. I'm really into Terry Moore these days. He's coming out with a new book soon. He's a. If you don't read any Terry Moore, he writes, uh, draws, and uh, publishes his own comics by himself, which is interesting. I'm sure he has other publishing partners. Don't quote me on that, but you know, he's he's not winning either the uh, big labels. He's in his own deal, and he he wrote uh, Strangers in Paradise, Echo. Rachel Rising, which just finished up not too long ago. Now he's on a new book called Motor Girl, which I need to catch up on. It's they're they're, they're female centered comics that are fun for the the whole. Did universe. did he do Rachel Rising? Yes, he okay. just finished. I actually I got um I, I I I didn't read it as it was going, but I I wanted to give him my money anyway, so I, I shelled out for the uh, exclusive black uh, black omnibus, which is a I'm looking at it right now. It's slate black the writing is in black you can really only read the title when you shine a light on it <laughs> and that also came with an uh, an original drawing signed by him so i feel like i got my money's worth on it it's an interesting book guys check it out it's uh about a woman who wakes up in a shallow grave it's, well, it's it gets crazier from there <laughs> well it sounds like you are a perfect fit for our show today luke uh-huh. so we're we're gonna run through i know you've been asking to be on the show for a while and i'm, I'm yeah, glad to have you here we're going to talk about the superhero comic book movie news of the week. And there's right. some stuff in here that's not very mainstream and I think you're going to be a great help with. I can try my best. That's all I can give. <laughs> so first things first, did you see the newest series, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the newest Harry um, Potter film? I have not seen it yet. I was just talking to someone about it last night, about perhaps getting there soon. Um, I've read some about it. I actually... I read the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them when I was a kid. Uh-huh. It was um, it's a little uh, tiny little book. I got it back in the. Did, did you guys have summer reading programs growing up where you go to the library and they 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 bribe you with prizes to read because that's how you get children to do anything. And uh, one of the prizes I got was to pick a book and it was it said Harry Potter on it. So I said Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It's this tiny little red book that was a it's a mock. Uh, mock uh, uh, textbook that Harry Potter would read. It had a little annotations that Ron and Hermione and Harry would make little notes of, and it was basically just a catalog of silly-sounding beasts. It was a fun little book, I believe. She wrote it for charity. So it was more like a monster manual than an actual story book. She wrote it for, for I believe it was for Comics Relief, it said on the back, which I now know is a a charity that's in England for, you know, wealthy people give, you know, fun and 
collective things to help people out, which is very nice. She seems like a lovely woman. But the, yeah, uh, well, that's it was, cool. It was, a, it, it was probably 50 pages all said and done. It's, it was just a fun little thing. But I never, when I, when I heard this movie was coming out, I said, this is going to be a really weird movie. But yeah, it sounds like they, uh, they just took the guy's name and uh, made it. Well, I, I assume, you, did you see it, Chris? I did, I did. So, so um, the movie title is very misleading if you are Ooh. familiar with the book in the Harry Potter universe. Um, sure. Th- normal, like, this movie follows the writer of that book, Newt Scamander, and he he accidentally happens upon some adventure in America, and he spends no time at all telling you about these Fantastic Beasts or where to find them. You don't know where you find them? You still you don't, don't know? don't know nothing about these beasts. Um, oh, man. But, I mean, it's a charming movie. Um, I, I forget the main actor's name. Eddie um, Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, that's right. He's very fitting in a role. He looks like a very awkward British guy, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he his, nailed that part. That's bag. Yeah. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan personally. I think he's a great actor, but I, I feel like he's in the last few movies he was sort of Oscar baiting, if you know what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, no, I do. Little... I think, I mean, he. I don't know how they're going to carry four more movies on his back. Um, well, like, we got Johnny Depp now, don't we? That was the big news that uh, he'd been cast in it. Has he not? He, he's been cast. I don't know. If, I think he's the villain. I don't know how much of him uh, we'll see. Okay, um, but. Uh, from this movie, it's it's a good movie. It's it's very much like the latter Harry Potter's. It even has some of the mythos in in there. But I mean, I don't know. I I'm not thoroughly impressed simply because I feel the title and the character are just tangential to the plot of actually what's going on. So, well, yeah. Uh, I, so, I'm not a huge fan of the Harry Potter movies. They've always felt more like bullet points, like audiobooks, more than actual. Well, there there are some exceptions. There are parts of three and five that are really good but five is actually one of my favorite books of the series and i felt like it's one of the longer ones too and it was one of the shorter movies which kind of made it feel very rushed and uh you know so i I'm, long story short i'm not uh i'm not super sold on the whole concept of the movie series to begin with especially just that it feels like mm. trying to continue this huge cash cow they already split uh what the last harry potter book in half and it, it led to some really weird pacing issues with the last movie that just felt like a extended third act. So yeah, uh, Warner Brothers, well, I think as, as we've discussed on the show before, like they're focusing on tent poles only going yeah. forward, and and of course they're gonna try to like you said milk that Harry Potter money for all it's worth, yeah. man. I mean that's the name of the game anymore, buddy. It's the franchise industry. Everybody's coming to the movies because it's big TV now. That's yes, uh, it's, it's true. It's, Franchising. It's, and remakes, which brings us to our next point. The live-action Beauty and the Beast trailer debuted uh, yeah. this week. Speaking of, uh, speaking of tent poles, that's, that's Disney right there for you. They're all about, uh, well, they're building new stuff, but they're also revisiting old stuff quite frequently. Yes, um, very much so, especially this live-action uh, trend going forward. Mm-hmm. And my original connection was going to be, you know, Emma Watson was in Harry Potter, and now she plays Belle in Beauty and the uh, Beast. yeah. But I mean, after watching this trailer, I mean, I, I'm not offended by it. I'm not a. I don't. I don't have a. I'm, I haven't been eating my member berries uh, on the cartoon oh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, this comes out to find out is be the most watched trailer in the history of I guess YouTube. So what? Really? Yes. That's interesting. The most views ever in 24 hours. I don't have those numbers on me, but well, it, it that was one of them, I guess. It didn't break the internet, but had we been on dial-up, it would have been broken, and we would have had to wait. It's a a, a live-action remake of a cartoon, and Kim Kardashian's ass are the two things that just the (laughs) internet cannot handle. I think it's more Emma Emma Watson, not the cartoon. They just want to see Emma Watson. That's true. So, uh, it was. uh, What did you think of the trailer, Chris? In terms of uh, quality, or I mean, intrigue, or overall, I think you know the beast. CG might be a little weedy, but I, I mean, I can't say for sure till I see it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not somebody who's jumped onto uh, these live action things. I, the only one I think I saw was Jungle Book, and that was because they made a big deal out of you have to see it in 3D, and I'm, I'm a little bit of a sucker if it sounds fun, so I went and did that. Which Jungle Book? I don't. Did you see Jungle Book? I did. I did see the Jungle Book. What did you think of Jungle Book, Christopher? I mean. It was okay, uh, sure. Yeah, that was about my that was my assumption. It was um, it, it it was a little weird and it looked beautiful and that was about 
what I think Beauty and the Beast will be. It's a little different, though, because Jungle Book is from what... The old movie is, I think, the 60s, is it not? Maybe the early 70s? I'm not mm-hmm. sure entirely what... It's an older... It's definitely an older one. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast came out, uh, I think, the year I came out. Uh, it's... I'm sure it was more successful than I am, but... Um, the Closet? 1991. This is Trump's America. Um, but... Uh, what was I going to say? Yes, uh, Beauty and the Beast came out in 1991. It was nominated for Best Picture, Lost to Science of the Lambs. Um, I don't know, when we were at Purdue, I don't know if you did this as well, Chris, but it was my freshman year, there was a man who uh, came to do a thing. He was showing a movie called Waking Sleeping Beauty. He was a uh, he was a Purdue alum who, I believe he was a production coordinator, someone on the more business side of uh, Disney during the Renaissance, the Disney Renaissance, they call it. And he made a documentary about um, basically the Renaissance as um, as a whole. And Beauty and the Beast was a big part of that documentary because it was really one of the first big hits. It was right after uh, Little Mermaid when everybody was sort of paying attention now after they hadn't for quite a while. And it really, after I went there with my roommate and they showed um, the uh, unfinished ending of Beauty and the Beast. Because like, they had said, they sh- they went to, I think it was Cannes or something like that with... Um, with the movie incomplete, but they were just really proud of it. So they took it unfinished and brought it, and the ending was literally just cells still, just uncolored, un- unpainted cells of the beast transforming into a prince. And, like, it was a small room in in Purdue, and we were watching this, and, like, everybody's jaw just dropped open because, like, all of us, at least me and my roommate, hadn't really considered Beauty and the Beast anything since we were kids. And we immediately were like, we got to go rewatch this movie. And we rewatched mm-hmm. it, and honestly, that movie, I don't know if you've seen it recently, but it holds up. It's one of Disney's stronger movies. I think probably in the top three of that renaissance at least. And um, I don't know, it just feels weird to see them remaking it because I think it's so tied to the, to the animation and, and it feels a little watered down what you're seeing here. And no yeah. offense to Emma Watson, but now that she's not a kid, it just feels like she's overacting. That's uh-huh. what I mean. But no, just, I mean... have you ever noticed that like every, 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 um, everything she says sounds like she's out of breath? It's It's a little... A little, uh, uh, she's she's got a style, but I mean, I don't. I mean, it, it looks to be shot for shot, so I, I don't know how that's going to mm. work out exactly. And you're um, not going to live up to Gaston, buddy. I don't care if you get like an actual cartoon man; he's he's not going to be as good. Yeah, well, I mean, they could probably get some of those Disney actors. They look pretty, pretty much like oh, them. Yeah. Disney actors, oh, not yeah, that the, the actors, parks. but like Disney Parks people. Yeah, oh yeah, haven't been to them, but I hear they're fun. Yeah. So yeah, we'll check it out. Um, I think. I mean, I talked to Mike. I think he's gonna have to watch it. My wife is is gonna take me. So I mean, we're. Uh-oh. We'll we'll definitely be be checking checking that out. The old ball now, and chain. Oh yeah, exactly. Now that this old... year, did you yeah, see I Deadpool? I did see Deadpool. I what do you I think of it. Deadpool? Thumbs I up, thumbs it. down. Okay. I, I give it a I give it a severed thumb up that will grow back, tiny first, and then eventually regular size Little it hands. was a fun movie it was a good time um it was it was refreshing i guess everybody's been saying it's refreshing because it's funny and it's like yeah i agree it's fun uh i feel like i'm uh, i'm not sure about this sequel i i don't know enough about i know deadpool basically from memes because he's very popular as a comedic character i don't think i've ever read any deadpool comics specifically mm-hmm. but i I don't know what his whole bag is in terms of a long-term story, so I don't know where they're going to go with this next one. Right, so the sequel's up. The original director, um, I can't even think of his name right now, uh, has left. and the uh, Tim Miller. Tim Miller, there we go. And the um, soundtrack guy, Junkie XL, has left. Um, however, they have confirmed that David Leach, who directed John Wick, has signed on to be the director of Deadpool 2. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, I think I, I I talked about it. Um, he did like a lot of choreography stuff for a bunch of like bigger, I guess, not blockbusters, maybe tentpole movies. Sure. Uh, cause he's done stunt work for like Fight Club, Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, he did stunt work for Basketball, if you will. Oh wow! So he knows his shit. Yeah, yeah. Van Helsing, Triple X, State of the Union, Constantine, Serenity, Firefly. He's got a bunch of work in this. Um you know, uh, uh, I guess genres as, as stunt uh, coordinators and even second unit directing. Uh, he did um, some Jurassic World and Captain America Civil War second unit directing. Oh, wow. So, 
he's he's not a I guess he's not a new director. And I I like John Wick. I don't know if you saw John Wick yet. I um, I had seen John Wick after the hype had died down, where I felt like I it might have gotten overhyped. I I thought it was all right. I okay. I wasn't blown away. I it's it's a good Keanu movie for um for what he for what it is. So yeah. um so if you like John Wick, you know be be rest assured, Deadpool two is in good hands. And they started yeah. a search for the mo- director for Deadpool three already, so they don't have this falling out thing again. Do you think they're just gonna, they're going to shoot them pretty much at the same time? That means sort of a Lord of the Rings kind of deal. Or I don't think Pirates so. Of the Caribbean. I think they're going to go ahead and start production as soon as this one's done. They might do it back to back. I don't. I don't really know. But Fox doesn't have a good you know X Men mutant track record to me right now. Yeah, so. I missed Apocalypse, but I, I hear it's not a. Not uh, the saving grace they were hoping it would be. No, Deadpool is. Logan might be another good good notch in the belt, but I don't think the main X-Men franchise is going to um, live beyond 2020 yeah. in, well, in got, Fox's hands. They've got about, what, eight, nine movies under their belt? I think, uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it would be a miracle if they were still doing great. It's it's difficult to keep these things going. Yeah, I think there's, when, I think there's um, nine. Ten, there's maybe. nine. No, uh, oh, wow. well, there's nine, and then with Logan will be ten. So it's it's okay. It'll be three trilogies, three trilogies in Deadpool. So by next, well, it's March. different from Marvel in that like, you can see Doctor Strange. You're like, oh, they still got some stuff going on. It's a lot different from Civil War. I can see this still going, but you, any X Men movie is pretty much the same. Uh, Dark same Phoenix, ooh. Well, it's also it's the same tone and yeah point is saying like hey be nice to people over and over yeah. again even if they got crazy powers it's all sort of the same wheelhouse it is unless they go to space there's really nothing else they can do which they can go to space there was a space trial in dark phoenix which i read a long time ago there was a space trial in that right she went sure why not she was on trial in space they can do it they can even do what they're doing recently by bringing the young x-men to the future like oh boy let's be careful there uh well they're not very careful at all so, which which brings me to my next point. Um, out of uh, Deadpool one, um, has ties to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two, and I don't I don't know if you read this this week, but the character Ego, the Living Planet, was right. not in Marvel's wheelhouse after James Gunn had already written the script involving this character. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that actually. That's um, that's interesting. I, so, do you, do you think that they've uh? They're they're bosom buddies now. They're they're cozying oh, up. I do because at the same point, Fox changed the character Negasonic Teenage Warhead so much from her comic book portion, they had to get approval from Marvel to use her, and so they did this swap where Marvel got Ego. They're like, huh, we don't need a talking planet. That's silly," and yeah. and Fox was like, "Okay, we'll take we'll keep you know, we'll we'll use this this new version." So. Um, I think I think it's I think it's good. Honestly, I think they're working towards each other. Um, being something, they're working on the Legion TV show together. Uh, yeah. What do you, what, do you, what do you think of that, Chris? What do you think is gonna go come out of come out of Legion? I I, d- I, a... I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I just know the you actor Fargo? is. Have you seen Fargo? No. Uh, it's not the TV show. Same guy. Same guy who made a who's doing the Fargo show is doing. Well, and the actor um, who plays Legion is in uh, Beauty and the Beast as the Beast. He is so. the Beast. Have you seen Have you seen the guest that he's in? No. He, he, it's a, it's 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 sort of a thriller, sort of a modern thriller in the vein of like a Halloween, sort of a slasher, but a little. It, it, it's interesting. I won't I won't tell too much, but it, it's got a great soundtrack. If you're into that whole synth wave that everybody loves these days, which I kind of do. I know you do. I know you I do. do. I like the synth. You do. So hopefully, I mean, something good comes out of this. Um, but also at the same time, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two are doing their scheduled reshoots. Ooh. Uh, nothing's really new about that. They every movie has reshoots. So yeah, um, that's 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 the deal with the uh, big movies. Is sometimes you realize you don't have enough tracks for your train. If that metaphor holds up, or you, you, gotta, you get the wrong tracks for your train. Yeah, you gotta swap out some tracks. There's a there's a two fifteen train coming, buddy. You gotta get them tracks swapped. That's right. Get them, you gotta get swap them. them tracks. Yeah, and and it's two fifteen where Luke is apparently because it's five fifteen here. No, I didn't even look at the time. I just literally said to. I think it's my. Uh, I have an internal clock that's 
very accurate. And you're very I, telepathetic. I'm not trying to brag, but I always know what time it is. There you go. There you go, guys. Well, also something that leads a little credence to maybe the, the X-Men are coming to Marvel is the biggest news for me this week is Marvel's Inhumans is getting a TV show next year. Yay! Yay! And is that a yay? It's a very much a, I, yes, I'm happy, because first off, the movie has been, it was on the end of phase four, it was pushed back, it was pushed back, it was off the charts, you know, but within one year, we will be watching eight episodes of Inhumans on ABC, and okay. we have some news about this, is that the first two episodes will be filmed completely in IMAX cameras, and be okay. shown in theaters next summer. So what does that do to the aspect ratio when they put that on TV? Um, I think I think they'll have to to crop it down based old, on the TV. Yeah, big old black bars. Yeah, you remember, you remember you remember the Dark Knight Rises when that came out and they always they like shot about half of it on IMAX so the aspect ratio kept like bouncing around like in the middle of scenes. That was weird. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I mean, well, if they do it out of like yeah like that out of place, but if they do the whole thing with that in mind and maybe have yeah. like a guide on it. Yeah. I'm going to have to it, sit close to my TV too... to understand it, but yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to watch the first two in theaters probably several times. And oh, that oh, means wow. I don't have to wait till 2019, 2020 to get a movie. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, true. Uh, I, I, I don't know enough about the Inhumans to really say. I know they're described as sort of an ersatz X-Men. They're sort of... Uh, I know that they want them to be the X-Men since they don't have the X-Men rights. I, I I lean both. It, it looks both ways. I mean, there are more X Men books than Inhuman books on the comic shelves, and sure. there always be. Um, and we've met the Inhumans in Shield. However, this is not a TV Agents of Shield spinoff show, so we will not see Daisy Johnson leading this team uh, of Inhumans. I'm not crying about it. Yeah, me neither. And it will focus on the royal family of Inhumans, especially uh, my man Black Bolt, uh, Medusa, Triton, Gorgon, Karnak, yeah. all the all the big big ones there. I was reminded earlier this week that Black Bolt's full name is Blackagar Boltagon, which That's I correct. think is probably the most hilarious comic book name ever. Because I love the whole like conceit that like Doctor Octopus got his name because his name is already halfway there with Octavius. Like the fact that somebody has somebody just wrote down Black Bolt. He's like uh, like two weeks later, his boss is probably like, okay, so what's his like real name? <laughs> Yeah. The dude's probably like, oh, Jesus, I don't know, dude. Blackagar Boltagon. I'm just so tired. I have I <laughs> have seven children and PTSD, and I'm sick of you talking to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not very it's not very original, <laughs> but it is it is what it is. Um, my recommendation for anyone who wants to learn more about the Inhumans, there is a late '90s run, um, written by Paul Jenkins and drawn by Jay Lee. And uh, it's a it's a mini series. I think there's twelve issues, and uh, they went on to actually do the Century, my other favorite hero, oh, superhero. Century, yeah, the Century, Century. And so uh, you can pick that up in trades. It's good. They also did it in a motion comic format if you want to watch it instead of uh, reading it. So okay, well, so there's that as well. What do you think of motion? I I can't get into motion comics. It feels. I couldn't. Have, for, some of them are better later on, like a, a couple years online. But I don't. I don't. I don't actively watch them. They're not. They're not for me. The last motion I, comic I think I tried to watch was for Watchmen, and it was really awkward because they had one guy reading it, and when he got to like Sally Jupiter lines, he just like did like this half-assed lady voice, like, "What are you doing here, Rorschach?" And it just it completely took me out of it. it was so it's like so a, like a, watching a radio show over the panels of the comic book. <laughs> yeah, but at least radio shows have like at least a couple people. This guy was doing it by himself. I, just, <laughs> I felt bad for him, honestly. I, mean, I can't. You, obviously, I can't do a, a Sally. Jupiter I feel like you. I feel like you've watched a fan version and not realized it yet. Like <sighs> no, that was official. That was like because there was a big media push when the movie was coming out. They made the motion comic and. Um, a Man. bunch of mugs and shirts, and I'm sure a lot of other things that make Alan Moore pull his beard hairs out when he sees them. It's just um, that do it. It's a big deal. That do it. But I am really excited for the Inhumans. I want to be watching this one pretty closely. There's no casting announcements yet. No, Vin Diesel will not be Black Bolt. No, he shouldn't be either. So, well, that's sad. I know he's got a he's got a gravelly sad. voice. Well, no, he doesn't but, have a voice in that. 
Yeah, well, who's, if who's it's one more pick? Who's your fan cast for uh, for Black Bolt, Chris? I I don't have one. I couldn't. I guess it's, it's too it's too precious to me. Anybody? I don't know. Any, any no. of the, do you have somebody? Anybody who you could think could be an Inhuman? Like, uh, who, who's your Medusa pick? Who you think would be Medusa? I have no idea. I really don't. No I haven't idea. thought nothing about it. Mm. I'll have to. I'll have to get back to you on it. this one. You don't. You don't I'll, do, I'll, write, I'll write them down and do one of those side by side picture comparisons. Oh, do it. Those are fun. Yeah. So either way, and another series that's out right now is Karnak, written by Warren Ellis. Um, I fucking love Warren Ellis. He, he, yeah, he loves love Warren Ellis. So if you want to check out the, so I think the sixth and final issue of this series comes out uh, this month. So if you're in, if you want to read more on Karnak, he is he's pretty awesome. So what is what's what's Karnak's deal? Can you give Kar- me a rundown? Sell yes. me on Karnak. I'm already Kar- on board for Warren Ellis. Karnak is not, and he's an inhuman that has not gone through the Terrigenesis. Um, oh. So but so he went and studied. I think at the Temple of Wisdom. I think is what it is. Okay. And he has this ability to see the weakness in everything. So he can like hit a point. Does, of gl- that's not a magic power. That's just something he does. It's just something he does. So he can, okay. like, if he's fighting, he sees the weakness in that and the weakness in arguments. Like, his, it's like an ability, but he never went through the, the Terrigenesis because his, I think it's his brother, Triton, turned into the fish dude. The who, fish dude. Oh, so he's like, I don't want to turn into a fish guy. Let me just, yeah, his, let me his just... parents were like, we don't want you to have the same, you know, body change that your brother did. So we're going to send okay. you off. But, so they, they turned him into Monk from the, from the hit USA show Monk. Pretty much, he he is he's a very he's a very um, fighting monk. So he he knows okay. fighting skills. He um, found the weakness in hell and busts his way out of hell. So that's is that the hell is that hell with two L's or one L? Two L's. Okay. Don't that's, don't worry still about a it. Pretty big deal. He's pretty right, awesome. Well, Karnak Karnak I'm, is an interesting and like said, written by Warren Ellis. There is is it, really good. So I'm, but, I'm we'll, a big Warren Ellis fan, buddy. I'm 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 game. We'll I'm, leave you there. It Spider-Man Homecoming lovely. is coming out next summer as well, so we've got, we've got a lot to look forward to. And the first trailer of Homecoming is to uh, going to debut with Star Wars Rogue One. I heard that. Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be interesting. Do you think? Do you think it'll be a, a, a more revealing trailer or just more of a sneak peek? I think it's hard to tell because we only got the sneak peek of Guardians so far, and it's the first movie out next summer. But Spider-Man's a pretty big property right now, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing probably a two-minute, and we don't see the Falcon. Or the Vulture. The Vulture. I said along, you know, I wanted, um, what was I, I was saying before this was even announced, I said Vulture would be cool if they had a thing where um, he was the guy who built Falcon's wings, and it was stolen by Norman Osborn and sold to the military, and now he's trying to get revenge on him. Which I believe was his comic book origin, wasn't it? That he was out to get um, Norman Osborn, but I could be just confusing it with the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon, which is terrific. If anybody hasn't seen it, there there could be any any way it could really go anywhere at this mm-hmm. point. So I was really There's... hoping Michael Keaton was going to turn out to be Green Goblin, though. That was that was in my head a big hope. Well, we we at least have the op- we will at least see um, two other villains: the Tinker and the Shocker. Um, right, and I believe the Shocker is played by Bokeem Woodbine, who it is was in Fargo, the TV show, and there, he was one of the better characters. There you go. It is, it is correct. So maybe we'll see at least him in the trailer and kind of get like thrown off that he's the villain of the movie. So he's 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 a great actor, very yeah. charismatic. He he draws you in with his smooth voice and haunting eyes and shocking abilities. Shocking abilities. He's he's a shocker. That one. That's true. But the the bigger picture is already in progress. Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. The Russo brothers have posted a picture to Facebook and then deleted it. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's what they do. I don't know why. Because mm-hmm. if we take a look at this image, which you'll see in the video, there is nothing <laughs> revealing about this image other than the fact it looks like very castle-ish. Um, yeah, I saw that picture. It was... Um... It, it didn't have a lot of information in it. It was more of an awning, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like it's like kind of like half arches, um, and they're just yeah. standing in it looking out. Uh, so most people assume it's Asgard. It looks very Asgardian mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that. Um, other people have already jumped to the point that it's Latveria, and this confirms a Fantastic Four, which makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. 
I mean, none at all. This is this is Infinity War, and Infinity means you know all or endless, and also the fact that he's going to have a time and space powers. I feel like literally anywhere is not a exaggeration here. Yeah, they could be they could be at my house hanging out. You know, it could be your house. It could be his like little temple with like death statues outside of it. We don't know. Yeah. Other it people point out it looks like, like it looks like Hogwarts. <laughs> like, it does look like well, Hogwarts. Where did they shoot? Do you know where they shot Hogwarts? They probably shot it somewhere in like Scotland. Yeah, probably England, Scotland, mm-hmm. the Europe. Perhaps, maybe maybe a, a, a Warner Brothers backlot. I actually, uh, I got to go to Harry Potter Land before it opened up here in Los Angeles because I have a hookup. And it um, it's an interesting spot to uh, to see. They have a very small version of Hogwarts on a hill that sort of um, tricks your eye into thinking it's further away, but really it's just small. Okay. I don't. I've seen that. I've seen that episode of Arrested Development where they build yeah, the homes. <laughs> the, the the Warner Brothers lot is just basically one big Arrested Development uh, fake out. That's cool. I believe it. Yeah. I I definitely yeah. buy it. I would buy, buy that for a dollar. I'd, I'd sell but, it for a dollar, honestly. But Infinity War, I mean, it, what you're selling, it, it's it's already started filming in Atlanta, believe it or not. Like while I we, heard that, yeah. Well, it's, like um, we've not been paying attention. Yeah. So, but, uh, what do you? Who have we seen? People have people shown up, or are we just talking? So, like, there uh, are some crew, but there are no shots yet. Um, this was from uh, I think a Twitter account called Atlanta Filming, which is like reports on when people come to sure. the studios down there. Um, I, again, I, I always forget they're filming Avengers Infinity War and Avengers 4 back to back, or maybe at the right. same time, so I, who knows what we're going to be seeing, since we haven't even got that fourth movie's title yet. Yeah. Um, well, the, supposedly the fourth title is a spoiler, is what I heard. Is it? Okay. Well, I mean... that's I, They said, well, that's what I heard, is they're not going to tell you what it's called, because it might tell you what happens at the end of 3. Now, when do you think they'll release that? No. The from title a mark- itself? Yeah, from a marketing point of view, they can't wait until the movie's out to release it. Well, I mean, they'll probably wait until the Avengers Infinity War's out, and then give well, it a week. It, yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't think that, that... I mean, that's less than a year apart between that and release. I think they gotta give us a little something. Oh, they're less than a year apart. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you call it Avengers 4, you're still gonna get butts in seats. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. Avengers actually... We're not going to tell you what's going on in this movie. Come see it anyway. Yeah, next so, Avengers. Yeah, I next Avengers. It, they're the Ultimate Avengers. No, we're not going to get Ultimate Avengers. Think, I don't. No. I don't know about that, buddy. It could be. I mean, Infinity Cruise. I mean, if, if we look at Infinity War, it was actually mm-hmm. the last book of the Infinity Gauntlet trilogy. Okay. I believe, or maybe it was the second one, because there's also Infinity Crusade. Um, I but think Infinity War came out not too long ago, didn't it? Uh, Infinity War was, they were all 1990s. It was Gauntlet Crusade War, uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. Um, I actually just bought, I actually just got these books, um, the original copies of these books very recently. Mm. Um, so, um, as it was Gauntlet War is the second one. It might be Infinity Crusade. It might be Infinity Gauntlet the sec- is the second one. And we've mm. we've been led astray. But um, I'll definitely, we'll definitely keep you posted and since it's filming. If we see anything that's non-spoilerish, we'll bring it up, so... Don't do want to ruin think, the movie too much. Do Do you think they will? There's a chance that they'll beat Thanos in this one, and it could be like, uh oh, an even bigger threat. I don't think so. Common enemy. To me, my my theory is that Thanos wins at the end of the first one, mm. and then the movies set in between are like side stories under Thanos's rule, and then the fourth one is when they figure out a way to beat him. What's all under that? That would be what. Captain Marvel and... Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and... Uh, man, what is the other one in there? There's three of them. Uh, well, it wasn't here. No. Not Black Panther. Black no, Panther Black Panther's before. before. Maybe maybe there's only two. Maybe maybe yeah. because they haven't announced anything for 2019, it's just those two between them. Mm. Well, I mean, you could, you could say Captain Marvel would be plausible because she has spacey powers, which they said they're changing her power origins up. So it's not yes. like Green Lantern. And also, Ant-Man and the Wasp has a heist feel to it already from the previous one, so that could work well in a sort of evil regime-type movie. So 
It's plausible. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's an idea. It'd be a change of sca- uh, scope, and it would make sense why they'd have Avengers movies back to back within a year. But um, you know what? I would love for Avengers Four though. Here's my here's my dream title for Avengers Four. Well, you want to hear it? Lay it on me. Avengers colon She Hulk. She Hulk, huh? You big you big She Hulk yeah. fan? Big old She Hulk fan. That's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna be. Thanos will win the first one. And then like there'll be a thing where the just she just steps out already She Hulkin and she's like, you know what? Let's get a whole movie for me. She says that. That's a line in the movie, and that's where it ends, and then the second one just picks up there. Yep, that that let's do it. She Hulk it let's is. We it. know Marvel's listening, so listen, Marvel. I'm available. He he is he wants to date you is what he's saying. I'm basing that's what I'm saying. Come on, guys. But you can't you can't deny this tension. We we can't. But we can possibly deny or accept this rumor. On the other side, DC's Justice League, the rumor is a Green Lantern Corps member will show up in Justice League at the end. Really? Which yes. Green Lantern Corps member? Uh we're presumed Hal Jordan, but oh. We are to assume that this Green Lantern Corps film will focus on more than one Green Lantern for the sector that mm, we're in. It's called the Core. You know, it would be a big so, fuck you to Marvel. Who you know who would be a big pick that would that would just burn their burn their britches? Who's that? Mogo. Mogo. Man, yeah, that that'd be... be like. You guys got a talking planet. We got a talking planet, and this one has a ring. Who are they gonna cast as Mogo? Probably Alan Moore. I would go with Alan Moore. I think he Alan would, Moore. Um... So you think Alan Moore as Mogo will be more of a fuck you than Kurt Russell as Ego? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they should get Keith David. I'm changing my answer to Keith David so we can uh, oh, go back okay. to the thing. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a great casting. I would watch the hell out of that movie. See, there you go. DC, we I know would... you're also listening. So... I love Keith David, though. I would watch that dude read the phone book. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember him from uh, Halo being the Arbiter. In, in the Halo games. I remember him from Gargoyles when he was a Gargoyle. Oh, I, I remember. Think he was, was he not Spawn as well? I believe he was the animated Spawn. He could have been. I know, uh, was it um, Michael J. White was... He was the, the, the live action one. Yeah. And uh, he, he's he's out in the uh, the uh, Arrowverse now, isn't he? Yeah, um, was it Wild Dog? No, not Wild Dog. Wild Hog? He, he was, he, he's, he's Black Wolverine. Bronze Tiger. Bronze Tiger, there it is. Yeah. So I didn't see the episode. I think I gave up on Arrow before that happened, but I do miss him. I'm a big, big yeah. Michael Jai White fan too. There's a big Suicide Squad <laughs> couple episodes there that featured him. So Oh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're 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 not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about maybe something more up your alley with oh, Justice League Dark. Uh, the animated film. Yeah. What's, so, uh, tell us about trailer. tell us about Justice League Dark. People may not know what this is. Uh, Justice League Dark. It was a comic series from the original New Fifty Two. I believe it was in the original rollout. That was um, the way the New Fifty Two was structured was like set up that they had the mainstream guys as regular Justice League, then they had like the Fringe, and then Dark. They had a few like spheres, and Dark was one of them. And the the tentpole for the Dark uh, sphere was Justice League Dark, which was made up of a. Uh, Madame Xanadu, Zatanna, John Constantine, I believe, uh, Dead Man, just your your, your general uh, uh, spookum and uh, uh, supernatural folks in the DC lore, mm-hmm. and they uh, they they handled uh, much like the Doctor Strange movie, they handled the more mystical and dark threats that generally don't reach the uh, eyes and ears of your your Supermans or your your Captain Marvels. Your well, I guess he's Shazam now, isn't he? But uh yeah it's uh i'm assuming the the movie will go off that same vein i believe they're introducing swamp thing into the mix as well who is in that same wheelhouse and that and etrigan etrigan ooh, etrigan too i love etrigan he's one of my faves but the movie i saw the trailer um i have a bit of a beef with uh the warner brothers animation that they always feel a bit stiff and a little under uh under budget for me but i'm not here to judge i, I can't i have zero budget i can't draw them so um but generally uh, i don't know if you have you seen the trailer chris i did i did I, they, we have a trailer in the link for people to watch it so i've seen the trailer and it looks to focus a bit on batman on this one. Oh yeah that too batman is such a 
I mean, that's how you, that, 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 he's, it's going to be interesting in that Batman is pretty much the window for the audience because he's the one who's like, I don't get any of this. So you're basically on Batman's side rather than the other way around where you're like, I don't get him because things are so dark and spooky. Mm-hmm. For But dude, it seems like John Constantine from the trailer is also going to be more of the uh, the leader of the team, which has been a sort of growing thing with DC for the last few years since his Vertigo book got cancelled to make him more of an integral part of the DC universe, which, if you've read the, the Hellblazer book, um, feels a little weird because he was always something of a loner and someone rather selfish. He generally saved the world because he's a part of the world, not necessarily for a higher purpose. And usually the best stories from them were when the threat was more personal to him. Somebody wanted to drag his ass to hell or someone was out to punch his family in the heart or whatever. That was always the more interesting stuff. So to see him sort of step up and and be the hero feels a little weird. And I guess he's a different character in the DC universe and that it's a different universe, but it feels a little odd for me okay. personally. But... I didn't. I, I didn't care for like. I mean, I read um, Dead Man back during the War of Light when he was a part oh, of that. Boy, that one was that one was. Ugh. And uh, I, his accent throws me off. He's got a very heavy Brooklyn accent. Even though his and, name is Boston. Yeah, I mean, it threw me for a loop because I've, I've never heard him speak out loud. So, uh, um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not opposed to this. I, I'm not much on DC's animated stuff. I hear they do great things. They but, do. Yeah, this is. It, it's it's, it's uh, their movies are usually better when they're not basically just taking a comic beat for beat mm-hmm. and, and turning it into because then it becomes more of a motion comic really than anything with a little yeah. bit higher animation quality but i think i don't know it seems like they're kind of going a little out of introducing batman and swamp thing into the mix seems to be where they're going more original but it is going to be probably there's a giant threat where they all have to team up which and probably punch it there will probably be some punching in there which most likely well, I mean, it, with the, with the rise of Doctor Strange and Ghost Rider and Damian Dark and Arrow, like magic things are on the rise. So, yeah, um, it's, it's only it's, it's it's only sense that they would they would do this. So, yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted. Check out the trailer below. Did you ever watch the show Young Justice? Oh, buddy, did I ever watch the show Young Justice? I adored the show Young Justice. Everyone loves Young Justice. I've never heard a single bad thing about Young Justice. I'm not watching. Show. But I've never heard a bad thing. I think it ended in 2013. It just got picked up uh, for season three by Netflix. So how does that make you feel? Would come. It, it's 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 lovely. It feels so weird because it did feel there's sort of Greg Wiseman is the co-creator of the show with Brandon Vietti, and Greg Wiseman also created the show I talked about earlier in the podcast called Spectacular Spider-Man, which both of those shows only ran two seasons, so there became something of a not very nice joke that Greg Wiseman can only last two seasons, which isn't true because he did Gargoyles for quite some time as well, and he's a terrific creator, and I don't want to perpetuate that mean joke. But the thing is, everybody sort of thought there was no hope for Young Justice after that, even though we all sort of sat in our our little homes and had our our shrines to it and prayed to some dark gods to bring it back. And you know what? The dark gods listened, and we're, we're back. And it's interesting because Netflix is a very different beast than... Cartoon Network, there was, I don't think it's rumor, I believe it's confirmed now that the reason it was canceled was because they weren't selling enough toys, and I believe a lot of that blame was put on the fact that there were a lot of female characters in the show, and people are led to believe there's an assumption that people don't buy girl toys, I don't know, that's not my wheelhouse, I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but it's interesting, I don't think Netflix is going to be putting those sort of, um, constraints on them in that way that everything has to be a toy everything mm-hmm. has to market to a younger audience I don't, I don't know we'll see we'll see how it changes in a, in a digital format now that they're not nudged up next to uh the amazing world of gumball i don't know yes. i don't want to rag on gumball i've never seen it it's probably fun but that was the first cartoon network show i could think of but okay well it's coming you know, back for I'd netflix like i mean that that's a big win for everybody who does like it and yeah. I think they're going to try to keep it looking the same, so that's a bonus. Hey. Yeah, I mean, listen, Greg Wiseman, if you need help writing it, I know you're listening. I know you're a big fan. I'd love to help you. There we go. I got He's some ideas. Offering his help yet again. Now, for shows listen, led by... <laughs> I know, yeah. right? 
So speaking of shows led by female characters, iZombie, which I've never seen, um, season three, we didn't know if we'd come back to the CW. It's returning April 4th on the CW. I, I don't I don't really care too much. Whatever <laughs> I people want to watch I, it, I, I, people I, I assume people watch it. It's, it's it looks fun, um, I, you know. To each his own. There you go. I don't. Yeah. If you're not watch watching all, zombies. if you're not watching all the other CW shows, you have at least iZombie to watch. You got iZombie. So. Good for you guys. Uh, yeah. That sounds really condescending. Do you, do you know what? Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, and other weird, uh, like I don't know, maybe concerning news. Legends of Tomorrow, one of the CW's four superhero shows, um, oh. is tied together. Is moving till Tuesday at 9 p.m. after the winter break. Um, oh, looks like time travel is happening. Even in the real world. Sure, why not? It's moving right after yeah. the Flash airs. So I think they're trying to feed off those Flash ratings. Oh. Um, right into Legend of Tomorrow. It's probably not doing so hot. Uh, I don't watch it. The season one kind of turned me off. Um, but oh, yeah, if they're I moving it to Tuesday at 9, that opens up that Thursday slot. Do you think the CW is going to add another show in there? I, I believe that's possible. They, there's a lot of talk of Vixen, I guess. That could be a thing. Vixen has a show on Seed, I think. Yeah, she has an animated series, series on on Seed. Yeah, and I mean, they Supergirl's have... on the CW now. She's she, yeah. Maybe maybe they'll do a Superman spinoff of that. Who knows, man? There's yeah, Jimmy Olsen as as uh, the Guardian. Oh yeah, no. that's interesting. The Guardian's taken yeah. on so many things. He's been a lot of people, and now it's Jimmy Olsen's turn to to have a superpower. Oh, Jimmy so, Olsen's had a lot of superpowers, buddy. Well, maybe maybe it's the Diggle show. That's really. Is he still really, in that dumb helmet? He's got a new dumb helmet. Good for him. Yeah, he moved up to a new a newer dumber helmet. So there you go. So <laughs> baby but, steps. So for people who are, are scheduling their week out, you only have to sit down once to watch Legend uh, Flash Legend of Tomorrow. So we there know you, you have go. so much so much uh, on your plate. We just want to make sure that you sit down once and you have That's a good right. time. Mm-hmm. Help you out. They're helping you out. You're so, welcome. In terms of comics becoming shows and movies, uh, Why the Last Man, I believe. Have you have you read Why the Last Man? I have read Why the Last Man. It's a very good book. Um, is moving forward as a show with Michael Green as the showrunner. And I believe original creator Brian K. Vaughn, didn't he write it originally? He was the, yeah, he wrote it. And uh, I believe Pia Guerra was the artist. Guerra? Guerra? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Sorry. Okay. Well, Brian K. Vaughn and Brian Fuller are writing the script for this show to be on FX. So. Oh, FX. That's a, that's a good spot. That's that's a good good spot for it. Yeah. It's, uh, Brian K. Vaughn was originally a, a TV writer as well. He, he wrote on Lost a bit and a few other things, I think. Um, you said uh, Vaughn and Brian Fuller are writing it? or Yes. And Michael is Michael Green in that same stable? Is he more of the? Uh, he's a showrunner, so I think he's okay. he's making sure you know, it, it it does what it's supposed to do. Okay, well, it sounds like Fuller's got a lot on his plate. Honestly, he's he's doing American Gods, which I I'm also a big fan of. He just was he just stepped away from Star Trek. I'm not sure whose decision that was, but he seems to have his hands in a lot of genre soups. Is that the right metaphor? Okay. I don't sure, know, why not? I mean, it sounds like delicious. I've never seen Hannibal or, or Pushing Daisies, but I know he's got something of a fan base. I have to wait and watch uh, American Gods to see what yeah. his whole deal is. Or I could just watch Hannibal. Or we, you could just watch Hannibal. Um, the showrunner for Hannibal, I believe, Stephen Lightfoot, is went on to do is doing Marvel's Punisher. So uh, a lot of interesting, a lot of ties there. So why the last man? Um, it's a disease that attract it, it like t- wiped out people with like a Y chromosome, I believe, yeah. or the X chromosome. There was a there was a some sort of it was it was a disease, but it was very quick. Like literally, everybody died relatively. It wasn't a thing where like everybody's dying, and that's the thing. Like yeah. it cuts from it happens, and then there's just one dude left, and you're you're following him. Yep, him, him and his, his monkey. Him and his monkey. That's. that's that's uh that's all you need to know. I don't want to tell you guys anymore. Uh, you go look it up, read the books. I think it's over, so you can get the it's been full over collection. for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's a good so, book. So there you go. Also, in terms of things people are not asking for, uh, the Green Hornet is getting a rebooted movie. Hey man, by from He's Gavin been O'Connor. For quite some time. He has Gavin been. O'Connor. He did. Uh, Gavin O'Connor did Warrior and the Accountant. Oh, I didn't see the Accountant, but Warrior was a. A fun, um, well, it wasn't a fun movie, but it was a good movie. 
Yeah, so I think if they've got Gavin O'Connor, I think it's going to be a darker, grittier Green Hornet. But I don't know if anyone wants to see <laughs> Green guessed, Hornet. Who would have guessed that they'd go there with a comic book property? Darker well, and grittier. You can't not go darker or grittier from a Seth Rogen starring Green Hornet. Like, you can't be goofier. Here's a fun fact about the Green Hornet. Canonically, um, he is a descendant of the Lone Ranger, I believe. Okay. He, it's um, there was some off off comment when he was, I think, a radio show or something that his uh, great great grandfather was a Green Hornet, was a the Lone Ranger. So there's sort of a a common thread of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, Vigilantism. Heritage, uh, vigilante heritage that. That could be fun to explore if they go more dark with it. I don't know. I like that whole thing of, of taking up. Well, if they did that, they'd have to work with Disney uh, on the oh, Lone Ranger. Disney but... own. That's very possible. Yeah, that's probably why they don't mention it. Yeah, I believe. So I mean, uh, yeah. if if it's coming, it'll come, and we'll let you know. But I'm not too thrilled about a Green Hornet movie uh, yeah. in my future. I mean, uh, the, 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 it was the Green Hornet was the first movie. I'm not gonna poop on it. It it was it wasn't great, but. Michel Gondry had some fun camera stuff to do with it, and Seth Rogen got skinny for a bit. That was fun. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's one of those things I forgot existed until they brought this yeah. up. So it just it wasn't it wasn't anything. Uh, it was one of those early where as soon as uh, Batman and and the Avengers got their shit together, everybody wanted to grab a comic book property, and somebody's like, "I have Green Hornet." Like, toss it on the yeah. pile. Just... And Seth Rogen, I mean, he went on to kind of head... I don't know what he's done with Preacher, but he was a big proponent of Preacher and put money towards it. He's, uh, I believe he's a showrunner. Well, okay. I don't know how... Well, technically, the showrunner is Sam Catlin. I believe he's more of a producer who's got a... Yeah, pretty like a very hands-on producer. Yeah. So, and but Preacher, I mean, have you seen Preacher? I love Preacher. Preacher was a great it show. Had, it's a great show. It's a terrific. Have you read the book? I've not yet. I I did promise it's... you I would read Preacher, and I've not read Preacher. I did a I did a, a speed read after the season ended. I, I re- reread all sixty six issues in about two or three days, I think, and just to bone myself back up on it. And really, I I had missed a lot when I read it the first time. I came back and I was like, this book has a lot more going for it than I thought. It's an interesting read, and there we the show go. Is, seems to be shaping up to be just as interesting. So. From, well, from the crash and burn of Green Hornet, Seth Rogen rises from the ashes to become the god of Preacher. Sure, why not? Let's go with You're it. You're welcome. Another, another property that may never come to fruition is the Crow reboot. Oh, and uh, it has moved to another studio and gotten a new name called the Crow Reborn. The original cast and crew, including Jason Momoa, may still be attached. We don't know too much about this, but like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm less thrilled. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've only seen the first Crow. I know there's like six direct to DVD sequels. One of them has the Terminator kid, I think. Yeah. Um, City of uh, Angels. Uh, yeah, I don't know the Crow. I've never read the the. I believe James O'Barr or Mike Barr wrote the, the book. I've never read any of the books. Um. I, d- I know there's it's sort of more of an underground fandom, not more overt as other comic book love is, but I just I don't I feel like most of the crow appeal comes from the sort of tragedy, not to be mm-hmm. grim and glib about it, but I feel most people talk about the crow usually follow up with Brandon Lee, which was sort of the whole reason it was you know memorable. Sadly, enough. yeah, I mean like which, it, the, the the parallels between his death on set and the storyline. You know, kind of hard to ignore sometimes, but he died um, the day I was born. Fun fact: I could be, I could be the reincarnation of him. That's all I'm gonna say. You got a lot to live up to, buddy. I've so. wasted it. I've squandered <laughs> it already. I promise. Well, you need to call these crow reborn people and tell them. Maybe they'll they'll get you. you tell on. them. Listen, if you want a pasty, somewhat chubby white dude to play your crow, I'm your man. All right, there you go. This I'll, this is getting me so much work, Chris. <laughs> man, you are really talking yourself up here. Uh, the last two things we got to talk about today uh, are two trailers. Uh, first okay. is Kong Skull Island, the new up uh, new trailer, um, okay. which kind of impressed me with the size of King Kong. I didn't think they'd actually make him that big. He's kind so, of weird looking, could, though, right? Yeah, he's supposed to be surreal. Like, I think he's supposed to like look like a, a big monster creature that doesn't. It weirds me out that he's he's bipedal. 
you know, like he's walking on his legs. I don't know. I mean, I'm I was a little too obsessed with the the Peter Jackson King Kong from 05. Uh-huh. So that's sort of the one I think of when I see him. I feel like the old King Kongs probably had it more bipedal anyway, but Yeah, I think I mean, that's what we talked about last week. This one they're going back to the original style where he's not really a gorilla. He's like some sort of I guess offspring of that and has adapted right. to be that this way. Is there do we know if there's a mocap guy like Andy Circus in there? Or I I couldn't uh, tell you. Um yeah. The only thing I can remember is Samuel L. Jackson doing his lean on his gun while he points it at you. He's leaning on his gun elbow while he's pointing his gun at, I think, um, John Goodman, maybe? That's that's the thing. I wasn't that thrilled about it, but the new trailer looked pretty fun, and also the cast is stacked. Yeah, we've got Loki and Captain Marvel and Nick Fury. Let's talk John Goodman. John Goodman? Goodman? Yeah. He's terrific in everything. Even if the movie sucks, you're going to enjoy the scenes with John Goodman in them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's got a lot of things going for it. The little alien creatures look a little weird. It reminds me too much of the Godzilla remake oh, they yeah, did. They, they got like little little lizard dudes in there, don't they? Yeah, he's gonna be the good oh. guy punching them. And uh, the um, oh my gosh, what's his name? The crazy dude in the trailer. Uh, oh yeah, John C. Riley. I was so John C. Riley. Saw him. That was yeah. terrific. That was a fun as, little surprise. As a crazy guy who lives on the island with the the natives, so yeah. That was... Well, that you know that reminds me. You know what? You know what vibe I was getting off that trailer really hard was um, Apocalypse Now, the movie. Okay. It's very John C. Riley's playing the uh, the Dennis Hopper character from that movie. Gotcha. Uh, you, do you do you recall the, the the movie at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's. It uh... was. Uh, it looks like you know a team goes into the jungle to find something and. They run into a some, sort of acolyte where he's like, "Hey, man, give him a shot. He's he's the big old monkey." But instead of Marlon Brando, it's an actual giant ape. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's that's pretty common these days as people sort of take a, a classic non-genre movie and just paste a genre thing over it, and that's where you get kind of an interesting. Yeah. Got a lot so of I mean, trains at your house. We do. I, li- I live. I live. I don't know, a quarter mile from a train track, and they like to let us know when they're driving by. Well, in case tell them I said hi. I I'll let them know. I'll let them know. But, um, so Comic Skull Island trailer, check it out, let us know. Lastly, the teaser trailer for the Full Metal Alchemist movie. Um, I know Mike's a big fan of Full Metal Alchemist. You said you've seen Full Metal Alchemist. I've never seen it. I had seen a few episodes as a, a kid. I don't know why I had jumped ship, but I, I never finished the show. The, I know they went back and remade it more accurate to the books, but I'd only seen the one, the first version of it. But, um, yeah, I saw the teaser. It looks like the show. They... I, I, you know what I find interesting is I believe they do have a, a Japanese guy playing the Elric brother I, who's not a giant suit. I actually think that this film is a Japanese produced film. It is, and then it I will think. be dubbed over for us. But that was that was my my. I feel it's sort of like the the anti Ghost in the Shell, in that Ghost in the Shell is an American production that is using a white woman over someone who is traditionally Japanese in the original movie, but this is a Japanese production of a Japanese work where I believe the Elric brothers, I mean, their names are Elric, which is more Germanic, and I think they're supposed to be white in the cartoon. Obviously, it's a cartoon. Very, very, very white, blonde, and, and yellow eyes. Yeah, but they, they've they've cast a Japanese guy, which, I mean, that's that's not whitewashing, but it's, 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 inter- it's an interesting question of, like, how important is race in casting in that degree i guess i'm not trying to stir shit by any means i'm a white guy i don't i don't yeah i don't have a horse in this race i'm not the world of this the world of this is based on the european industrial revolution anyway right hence the style the style of suits and how people as the bad guys correct Uh, i believe so enemy I don't know if they're... I didn't finish the show. I think they turn out to be a bit more sympathetic, but the antagonist of the series is uh, yeah. Middle Eastern origin. Yeah. Well, what I thought was interesting is the original um, anime, I guess, or manga, was published by Enix and Square Enix, uh, mm-hmm. which I only thought did video games. Right. So, um, but they're, well, they're Sony, working... Sony does it as well. Sony's a, Sony was a TV company until they had Spider-Man. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot. So... Um, they're definitely, um, working on this, this trailer. I mean, it looks interesting. I want to see more on this actually. So, um, I don't know if I'll watch the TV show for it, but the movie's coming and you can check the teaser link below. So in our show notes. Should be fun. There seems to be sort of a a growing interest in, in Japanese movies with uh, this and, uh, 
think Rurouni Kenshin got some some movies not too long ago, and um, Shin Godzilla, their version of well, their version. It's their version. That should be the real version. We made a Godzilla recently, but now they're they're saying, hey, we can do a Godzilla too. We started it, and so yeah, is that movie out yet? Has Shin Godzilla been released? Do you know? I have not heard. I don't think so, but mm-hmm. I could be very wrong simply because I don't know when the release. Actually, it released October eleventh. Okay, there so. you go. So, uh, there's, called there's Godzilla confusion. Resurgence in America. Oh, not Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking, looking positive on the reviews. So there you go. All right. Well, good for good for good. them. So, well, good. that's our show for this week, Luke. Thank you for tagging hey, along. Buddy. Thanks for having me. It's oh. been a, a, an absolute pleasure. Yes. So, uh, if people want to like follow you, get at you, learn more about some of your favorite comics, or maybe get you to do some writing and reading, so, uh, where, where can they do that at? I actually, I have a Twitter now. I just got a Twitter uh, in the heat of the moment, post-election. The fires were still hot, and a, a weeping friend said, Luke, you, you need a Twitter now. So I, I have a Twitter. You can find me at Luker Baker. That's L-U-K-E-R-B-A-K-E-R. If you, if you, it's, it's a lot of political stuff right now because that's all what Twitter is at the moment. But you know what? Give us a few weeks, and, and maybe I'll start talking about movies and comics again, guys. Well, there we go. So I will put that there in the show go. notes. Find him at Luker Baker. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or um, listen to my other podcast, Filmside Chats, where we talk about movies and uh, Comic UI, where I occasionally write stuff about all this stuff that it's comes lo- out. Lovely, lovely organizations you got going for yourself. Thank you, thank you. And then this is normally Mike's part, but I'm going to pull it off. As always, uh, please visit superheroslate.com. That's the best place to find. All the places you can listen to our show. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us via email. That's where you're going to get the biggest notification on this show first. Uh, you can also head over and like us on Facebook where we'll post stuff that's not show related sometimes or follow us on Twitter itself, you know, at Superhero Slate. Um, you know, just if you want to be a super fan, just share the show with a friend. That's the a gift super the fan. Gift keeps on giving. Like, you're looking for a gift to give someone, you know, this holiday season? Give them Superhero Slate. It's free, and, and we'll, we'll welcome them with arms wide open. So, It's the thought that counts. It, it is the thought that counts. So, um, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a great time talking to you, Luke. Appreciate everything uh, you did here. and It's been so fun. Uh, if, if Mike uh, doesn't come back, I will, I'll keep you on speed dial. So. Well, if I don't untie him and uh, leave him in, um, I don't have a basement, this is la and i'm broke but you know just pretend i do for this joke i just i just imagine like he's he's in one of those taken situations in, in italy and they're they're gonna call me and i'm like I, i'm sorry i don't i don't have a specific skill set he has a very specific set of skills that was terrible yeah. i'm sorry i don't i can't do i can do liam neeson if i've had like a coke you gotta get like a little bit of a little bit of syrup in your throat to get the gravel going and you can yeah. do a little bit of liam neeson well maybe next time maybe next time, maybe next time. I'll, I'll get a coke so, all right, guys. So until next time, we'll see you. We'll see you later. Bye, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I have now got the clap from Luke. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs>